0: Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, this is Pia Barancini and welcome to Everything is the Best, the podcast where I get vulnerable and make others do it with me. The goal here is to deep dive into interesting people's journeys, finding common denominators, and hopefully making you feel not so alone. So let's laugh, let's cry, and let's get inspired to live our best lives. Hello, my darling. If you have Instagram, you have seen one of Dom Roberts' images. In the wake of George Floyd, Dom's very clear, very poignant text-based graphics were shared across social media by the likes of Reese Witherspoon, Sophia Bush, and probably half of the people you follow. Messages such as stop ignoring violent acts of racism, better yet, do something to stop them, have gone viral, making the 22-year-old one of the most impactful activists on the platform. She did not major in graphic design, nor was this her plan. It all just happened. This sweet darling angel girl lives in Arizona with her parents, and I thought it would be really interesting to just kind of pick her brain, congratulate her, ask her what her parents think about her newfound fame, and remind all of you that there are endless opportunities to be the change that you want to see in the world. Hi, Dom. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? Good. Thank you for taking the time to come on the pod. No, I'm so excited to be on. So thank you for having me. And you just launched your own podcast with Jar Media too, right? Yes, I did. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Well-deserved. I'd love to just jump right in with, I mean, obviously, if you have the internet, most people are familiar <laughs> with your account because you've been providing extremely powerful, important pertinent information in a beautifully aesthetic Uh, aesthetic way, aesthetically beautiful way that's been very easy to share. So you've been sharing information that's gone so viral so quickly, but I'd like to know your background, where you're from and like how you got into activism. Yeah. um, So I'm from a suburb in Arizona
1: called Chandler. So like 30 minutes away from Metro Phoenix. Um, And I grew up, it was like a predominantly white suburb. So Mm -hmm. I just wasn't really around a lot of diversity and stuff. And yeah, I just grew up around. I just, yeah, it was just a very interesting like upbringing with just a different perspective and lack of diversity. The interesting thing is I never had an interest towards graphic design or activism at all. Mm -hmm. It was kind of one of those things where I think like all the pent up things that I've been feeling for so many years finally came to the surface. And I was like, okay, I just need to Talk about it or do something, I don't know. That's it? Yeah. Like posting stuff? Yes, as far as the posting stuff, it was, it's hard to say. It was an accident and not necessarily like a happy accident just because the nature of what was happening. Yeah, of course. Although I do think it's great that I'm able to like speak my truth and so many people agree with how I feel though. Mm-hmm but it was kind of just like an accident of the internet where (laughs) anything can happen really and take place and you never know who's watching or listening. So,
0: and what were you doing before
1: going to school working? Yeah. I was just going to school. Um, part time. I was going to like, I was interning, um, and going to this little Bible college and I was learning just about social media And there I was interning and I was making graphics on my phone, actually, which is where I learned. And all the graphics (laughs) I first started making were on my phone too, which is really interesting. I just recently like got a computer and started learning Photoshop and like... Isn't it so hard? Yes, it's so hard. (laughs) I would like make stuff on my phone for the longest time because I was like, this is 3000 times easier. So, <laughs>
0: well it's also I have to say like it's expensive and you need someone to teach you and that there again like separates poor people from rich people is like yeah. access to those things and that's why I'm so thankful that phones <laughs> are changing the way yeah. that we all function because you shouldn't need to like pay to go to school and pay like $3,000 for an Adobe suite. No,
1: exactly. And what's really interesting, there's an artist Steve Lacey, I don't know if you listen to him or not, but mm-hmm. He did a TED Talk and he talked about how every year he would like ask for a MacBook and his parents were like, no. But they gave him an iPod Touch one year and that he like downloaded a ton of these apps where he was like mixing and recording music. Mm -hmm. And that's what he used for like partial of his one of his albums that he released. It's just a really inspiring TED Talk that I relate to so much because I feel like in ways like that was me. Yeah, of course. (laughs) (laughs) things. And so honestly, sometimes if, you know, you have a message or something you want to do, you might not have access to everything. Although I would
0: recommend not letting it slow you down from the things you're trying to pursue. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I do that too all the time. I'm like, Oh, I like keep putting off like, like, you know, a YouTube channel. And then my like 10 year old niece came over here the other day and was like, here's my YouTube channel. And I was like, how did you make that intro?
1: No. She was like, on my
0: phone, on an app. And I was like, oh shit, like getting laughed by 10 year olds. Yeah. <laughs> Fine, great. Oh, good job. <laughs> if only there were a quick and easy way to figure out what vitamins are right for you. Oh wait, there is. Nourished by Nature Made is a personalized vitamin subscription backed by 45 years of science. They're the number one pharmacist recommended vitamin and supplement brand the right nutrition delivered right to your door on a monthly basis. Their personalized packaging is tailored to all the things that make you, you. Visit nourish.com to take a five-minute assessment and remove the guesswork from your vitamin regimen.
1: I'm Arielle Laurie, host of the Blonde Files podcast, where every Wednesday I cover all things wellness. After nearly dying from drugs and alcohol six years ago, I've been on a mission to live my best, most fulfilled life, and I'm sharing everything with you. From how to achieve optimal health, well-being, and fulfillment, to the best beauty tips and even cosmetic procedures, I cover it all with raw, candid conversations with experts and inspirational guests. Make sure to subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode.
0: So... I also think it's funny if you didn't study graphic design the way that your graphics are spaced, like the negative space too. Like it's so, I don't know. It's like, so like Saul Bass or something. It's like, you have an innate way of sharing information that is so beautiful. Thank you so much. It's so, And that yes. just came from you.
1: Yes. And <laughs> yeah. And it's really interesting because I didn't even know that that kind of text was called like justified text or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so, so many people would ask me, I guess, like in interviews and stuff, like, why do you use justified text? Why do you use justified text? And I was like, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> I just like the way it looked and it kind of became, I don't know, part of my aesthetic brand, whatever you would consider it. but. Yeah, I think, I know it's really all of it was just one huge accident where I was like, oh, this isn't equal, the spacing, all of that. But I really had no background at all when it came to design um, or like a marketing
0: background or anything like that. So cool. Well, it's so funny because people who are like dying to go viral or like dying to have a smart marketing plan or like dying to have all this like you know, beautiful graphics, always like hire people that are like overcharging to essentially just do something that like relates to us and it's like we can just do it. Exactly. Which I think is the pro I mean, which is the amazing thing I think about just the internet in general and why so many people I think the people who are like haters of the internet, I'm like, you're just not adjusting and you're just pissed that like we're taking a job that you hold like so high and have like kept from normal people for so long.
1: Exactly. And that's what I think is so interesting too, is it's really Instagram and just social media in general is such a leveler. Like it really out the playing field. And I think- I always say that it levels out. I always say that, always. Yes, Yes. and I mean, of course there are things um, that if you don't have access to them or a lack of knowledge really, But really, I think, you know, being successful in that world, it's really all just about knowledge and staying true to your art or whatever you're trying to create. And I think if you just keep pursuing it long enough, like eventually you're going to run into something good Mm -hmm. for you. Um, There's even like this kid on TikTok who randomly blew up. I don't even know. He just blew up. And within like the past couple of months, he's already like a million followers, and it's just crazy that social media really is just a leveler like that, where you never mm-hmm. know who's gonna see it,
0: who's gonna watch it, and like who's it gonna get to and stuff. So I think it's great. It makes me so happy to see kids thriving. I was showing something on TikTok to my mom the other day. Oh, this dancer that I follow who I'm obsessed with. And my mom was like, wow, this is crazy. And I got, I started crying. I got really choked up. And I said, this is a kid who grew up in a suburb as a homosexual male who's like mixed race, who probably felt like he couldn't be who he wanted to be or like share his love for dance or be like openly gay in his community. And he is so supported on the internet. And when he turns fucking 18, he can get the fuck out of where he grew up Mm. and be embraced and has a a chance and a platform and a space for himself and a community. And I was just like, the world is so, so beautiful in that way. But also it, there's obviously a bad side to everything, which is like Uh. all, the negative stuff and what you are really like one of the first people to really talk about I think which is I hate even saying it because it gives me anxiety but like cancel culture yeah. and I think it's so amazing mm-hmm. that you're such an activist but your energy is so pure and sweet that I think that you have a, a beautiful amount of grace that rises to the top that allows for your information to be shared in a in a more um, absorbed way.
1: Yeah. And I think that's kind of what's interesting, like you said, and thank you so much. You're so kind. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, I always like tell people I really fall in the middle and really I feel as though I'm not super extreme on either end. I just don't really like extremes because I always think there's gray area and opinions are gray areas. Even our politics is gray area. It's preference it's upbringing. There's so many different characteristics and facets to how we ended up the way that we are. And so I don't necessarily think it's fair to put um, this label onto everyone and just say, this is you and this is that. Although there's some things that are very clear if you do X, Y, and Z, that will make you fall under the category of X, Y, and Z. And with cancel culture, I was realizing a lot of the things that were happening was from years and years ago. And people had like grown out of their mistakes and their own personalities and have changed and grown. And I think that's amazing and beautiful. I love seeing people grow. And they were still being held back by their um their past. And I just really thought that was unfair. And I just wanted to speak on it. And it's an opinion, of course, but I think it's an important perspective to have when looking into like these really intense conversations that we're having to have in 2020.
0: I think it was so it was such a relief for so many people when you did that post and it went viral because it was so many. Uh, you know, it's like what so many people wanted to say and what so many people think. And it's like everyone's now too fucking scared to say anything. So it was like, (laughs) everyone was like, I don't know if I'm going to be the first one to be like, hey, I don't agree with this because I don't either. And like, first of all, like I've been on the other end of it before with, you know, I've been canceled before over something that like, was literally completely wrong and taken out of context. And I had spent like six months of my life not being able to even, I couldn't even have a conversation with anyone and be like, hey, if you look like a little bit deeper into what happened, like that's the opposite of the intention. And this was just like a fluke that was actually made by like a third party and not myself. And I was like, wow, and I'm being silenced. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't say anything because it was then you should go die. And yeah. the problem with canceling someone in this country is like, So you want to take away my health insurance? You want to deny me like health? You want to be fired from my job? So I have no health insurance, which my husband is under my health insurance. You want to prevent me from making money? Like I take care of my mom. So like it's just like you wanted to just collapse a family. And I even noticed this with a debate too. It's like y'all aren't talking. Like you are. They were such a perfect example of America right now, where there is zero room for communication and conversation. Yeah. And I think a lot of it too is shock factor mm-hmm. as
1: well. I think a lot of people just 2020 has been one big shock after another. And I feel like there's new information coming out every day. Mm-hmm. Like last week it was the debate this week. It's our own president has COVID like before that it was Breonna Taylor verdict. Like it's just one thing after, totally. another and it's never stopping. And so I think Because a lot of people, I think the call for justice and toxic justice, I call it toxic justice. Mm. I think the call for toxic justice comes from a place of wanting to control something. I think a lot of people are grasping for control in any way that they can. So many people are like dyeing their hair random colors because they're like, I just have control over it. (laughs) And so I think it's this sense of seeking control and unfortunate self-righteousness And it doesn't further anything uh, when people are sharing their opinions, but not leaving room for conversation. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really, really, really harrowing because for example, I had a friend who I met over the internet, just with everything happening. And her dad had started this incredible company and they, right from the jump, just He's a he. Um, I believe he's like Middle Eastern, or his wife's Middle Eastern, or something like that. Um, but he's mostly white, and they had just honored diversity from the start. They had just diversity everywhere in the company. Well, one of the girl, one of the ladies from outside the company was like, "I don't like this. You copied from X artist," mm-hmm. and it wasn't true. And I can't like specify because I don't want it to be like, yeah, I know, of course. (laughs) But it wasn't true. And so, but they were quick to be like, hey, we're going to investigate this because what if it is true? You know, Mm -hmm. so they investigated it, took it very seriously and come to find out they went through like their original papers, all that. And they, it was not copied and they tried to release something and the dad got upset. He's like older, doesn't understand social media and just social media etiquette. So he was just as any person would if you're coming for a whole entire livelihood and career. He had said some things that were borderline like microaggressions, honestly. And they just, boom, they were like, we got him, we got him, canceled, canceled. And what I think is so sad is as a kid, I remember this company and feeling seen by them because mm-hmm. diversity was one of the pillars. And so I think what's so unfortunate, just hearing firsthand from her, how out of context, everything had gotten, I just wonder how much context we're really seeing.
0: We aren't seeing any of it. Nobody cares about context. Why did you do that? What does that mean? Who actually works in your company? What's your intention behind that? It's peop- it, there's none of that. And what's your current history right now too? Did this happen 10 years ago? And from since then, like if
1: we look on your quote unquote track record, is there anything else showing that, you know, you support that one thought Mm -hmm. that you're getting canceled over? Or is that like, that was 10 years ago, dumb comment. I should have never made it. It was ignorant. It's horrible.
0: And I'm sorry, but I've worked X amount to like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, because that's, I always say that because I'm like, if you are getting you know, oh, we—it's like it's like, oh, we caught you. Like you, ten years ago, you wore this costume, or you said this on, you know, YouTube or or Twitter or whatever. But the last ten years, you've been doing good work. Like you're supposed to annihilate someone for one. Like how many things have you said in private or yeah. to your family or like drunk with your friends or like, you know, God forbid anything that all of us said ten years ago is like out for everyone to see. I I always say that. I'm like,
1: thank God there was not a camera strapped to me when I was in high school. Yeah. Imagine we'd be, I'd be done, Like, (laughs) I'm just being so serious. Like no one would ever listen to me. Like they just wouldn't. Cause I feel like we were also just living in different times too. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, the conversation wasn't as progressive as it was 10 years ago, five years ago, honestly, even last year. Mm -hmm. And so these are a lot of things people have to take into account if they want to have some skin in the game when it comes to, you know, just moving forward and spreading positivity and having an actual progressive society where we can have serious conversations about things like Black Lives Matter, healthcare, and the whole
0: bound of the issue and also not attack people for their past. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be interesting if someone made like, instead of making an apology, was like, that was 10 years ago. Look at what I've done the last 10 years. Of course, do so I regret saying that? Yes, but it's so clear who I am now. And if you have a problem with that, like I think that shows that like you're very small-minded.
1: Yeah. And then, yes, and you run into so many dangers, though, with our language. I even mm-hmm. posted a graphic recently expressing a personal opinion that I genuinely think is true. And people got, are I mean, still so upset about it. Like even I saw some comments, they're like, they're commenting on an Instagram being like, this is the same girl that said X, Y, and Z. And she posted this. And I was like, yeah, because it's true. And I believe it and I stand by it. And I I mean, I don't really know what you want me to say. Like nothing I said, I genuinely think is wrong. And so- That's the problem, I think, with living in the middle is I don't appease any side either. Which is good. Yeah, and I think that's the hard thing to do right now in 2020 because before you used to kind of be able to have your quote-unquote politics as a private thing and not so much Mm. anymore. Now everyone needs to know, but I think my point with that is I think we're also mixing humanitarianism with politics, unfortunately, just because Mm -hmm. how everything's been polarized. And so this year really feels like whatever your political alignment is also, you know, you're who you are as a person. And to some degree, in some ways, unfortunately, there are some very clear things that I draw, but I think, You know, 2020 is unlike any year. And so (laughs) everything has to be different. And that's why I'm like, okay, for a sense of some normalcy, we need to just have these hard conversations and realize the not easy thing to do is forgive people. Really, that's what it comes down to. And yeah, the not easy thing is to listen to people. No one wants to listen. I don't want to listen even sometimes, actually a lot of the time. So (laughs) like,
0: honestly... The holiday season is approaching, which can mean late nights, rich foods, and one too many drinks. This year, treat you and your loved ones to the gift of radiant health and prepare your body for the indulgences to come with Saqqara. Saqqara is a nutrition company that focuses on overall wellness, starting with what you eat. The menu of ready to eat, chef crafted breakfasts, lunches, and dinners changes weekly, so you will never get bored and it's delivered fresh anywhere in the U.S. Restore digestive harmony, regulate cravings, shed excess weight, and get holiday-worthy glow just in time for the season. Along with the meal delivery programs, they also have cult favorite wellness products like their best-selling and my personal favorite metabolism super powder and nutrient-rich supplements, including a prenatal vitamin. And for a limited time, Sakara is granting you early access to their only sale of the year, which is 25% off site-wide using code Access. That's 25% off your entire order when you go to Saqqara.com and enter code Access at checkout. Enter code Access at checkout for 25% off your entire order. That's Saqqara.com sakara dot com. Well, it's become exhausting because it, you used to be you, you used to be able to have a conversation. I, when I was growing up, wanted to get into politics. So, like you know, for five years, I did youth and government as a child. We would go to Sacramento and like you know practice lobbying for bills and sit on the floor and all of that. And I always remember being so interested in hearing the other side. And that's why actually the, the flip side is a really good uh, news resource. Cause they give both sides to every yeah. story every day. There's a new topic and there's so often times where they'll explain the Republican side. And I'm like, Oh, well that makes sense. Yeah. like Because I'm not a fucking farmer in Nebraska. So like, I don't know what he goes through or what his family has gone through or he like five generations before him that like had that land, like, why do I think that everyone lives in like a metropolitan city and like shares my same thoughts? Also, like, it's okay for that man to have different thoughts. Like, it's okay for him to be conservative. If he's religious, it's okay for him to say, I don't believe in gay marriage. Should he be mean to people? Should he attack people? Should he beat people? Yes. No, but he can have that opinion. And that's what, like, unfortunately, this country, which I hate to say, like, this country's founded on because it was just founded on. The wrong things, but that's what it was founded on, you know, is freedom. And so I'm like, at what point are, are we just going to like, are we going to like have like another civil war over opinion? Yeah. And you know, I think that's kind of right
1: there. That's the gray area where it's like, at what point is this opinion followed by action? Is this a people group now that's being harmed by opinions? Are these harmful opinions? And And like now is the opinions of others being mobilized into like harmful actions, harmful thoughts, harmful sayings. And we find ourselves in this area of like, okay, wait, this went from an opinion on Twitter to now real life, people are being harmed. There's like people being sued for conversations and things said and whatever, you know? And so I think that that's like, where the problem lies is, I think the majority of us just have opinions, and then there's the other two extreme sides where they mobilize their opinions into harm, and that's what we see a lot in the media. Mm-hmm. Is we see the mobilization of words, you know, opinions shared online now taking the streets to look however they look, and now we're seeing the ugly Trump supporters fighting the so-and-so anti-American, like, it's this crazy, I'm like, what is happening? Genuinely, what is happening? I know. Because what I'm fighting for is for people to be treated equally. Everyone mm-hmm. be treated equally.
0: And I'm like, so... Both sides aren't doing that to each other. Yeah,
1: and I'm just like, something's getting lost in translation. Mm-hmm. The true message of justice, and I mean actual justice, I think people are allowed to be angry about things. I just want to see it move forward. I don't mm. want, I, you know, when I first started making graphics, I was genuinely just really upset. And I felt like if I didn't say anything, I was going to like explode. That's mm-hmm. just where that came from. And even now the graphics that I make, just sharing information and sharing perspective is, comes from a place of like, oh my gosh, why am I seeing this? this is It's going to make me explode. And I think that we just need more of it and it's a hard thing to do and not a lot of people want to do it. And I understand why, because, you know, no one wants to do sit down and listen to one another or gain perspective. And no one also wants to look at when they're wrong. I think being wrong is really, really, really hard. It's like a really hard place to navigate. I hate Mm -hmm. being wrong. Yeah, I just do because it's awkward and you kind of feel like borderline like shamed. And yeah, it's like, like
0: back when you were like a little kid and you answer something wrong in school. Yes, and you're just embarrassed and you're like, oh my
1: gosh, I'm dumb. Like, why did I do that?
0: I was talking to a friend the other day. Well, he actually called me because obviously when we all found out about the lack of taxes that Trump had paid, I, like most people, were angered and was, you know, posting memes about it and whatnot. And a friend of mine who I've known literally since I was what sixth grade, and someone I really respect and is very intelligent and very close to me, called me. Uh, you know, we, it's like very rare that you like have a friend who like calls you and talks on the phone. It's yeah. like always text, right? So I get a call, and I'm like, oh, this is so nice. Like, what do, what do you want to talk about? And he was like, well, I saw that you're really angry about Trump's taxes, and I'd like to give you a little bit of context. And I said, well, thank you. I was like, well, first of all, two an, one adult calling another adult to say, like, hey, like, I see these are your political beliefs. Like I'd love to, I, I think maybe you don't know the full story. I'd love to have a conversation about it. It was so refreshing. And we were on the phone for an hour and he said, you know, if I told you that like I pay those same amount of taxes, would you be mad? And I was like, well, can you explain to me how it works? Cause clearly I don't know. And he does real estate. He explained to me that this is a very normal government tax break when you are investing X amount of money into land to provide housing, especially that you get these breaks because literally otherwise the economy wouldn't work. You couldn't afford to buy that land to turn that into a business and then have and so he explained it to me and he said, He said, I have, you know, I'm an investor in a company and the founder of the company is all outraged on twitter and instagram posting about this and i called him and said you may want to look over your paperwork because we have that same tax break and he was horrified and he was like listen this that's not him being shady this is part of you know the normal tax breaks and i said okay well can i take it a step further and say that like tell you that like poor people don't get those tax breaks yeah. so now i'm going to say that like okay, we are all wrong, not knowing that like, that's very normal. Mm -hmm. And two, well, then let's take it to another side and say, okay, as a society, how do we want our taxes to work? Where do those tax breaks need to happen? Because also if our dream in America is to be rich and be successful and have an entrepreneurial country that's not socialist, when you get rich, you're gonna want to not. You're gonna want those tax breaks. Yeah. So I'm like, why don't we? And, and I was like, wow, that's so much for me to think about. I, I feel so much better that I know a little bit about the other side, and now I know, now I know more about what I want to vote for, and now I know that I really need to pay attention to the tax reforms that either side are offering, and whether they're just for rich or if they're also for poor. Like I'm just not educated enough.
1: Yeah. And, you know, I think that's it right there. Like that's prime example of, I just, I didn't know. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that that was illegal. I didn't know that was legal. I didn't know that that was okay. And then it draws in the, you know, your follow-up question. Well, do other people get that same treatment? Do other people get that same service? Does this apply to everyone? And now I know how to be a better advocate. Yeah. And does this system apply to everyone. Because I think what's really interesting is I, and this is me like speaking to my upbringing too, where I had to unlearn like internalized racism that Mm -hmm. I had big time towards like other communities, just like by POC communities, especially the black community, because I grew up fiscally privileged. Like my parents both were working, had great jobs. Like my sister and I never had to like struggle or go without and we weren't on government programs and things like that. And so a lot of the time, like I would just see things and be like, well, I just don't understand. Like, why don't they just go get a job or why don't they this and that and Mm -hmm. saying all these things from a place of privilege. Mm -hmm. Like I wasn't even understanding where I was talking from. I wasn't taking into account other people's scenarios or what they had gone through. And it was taking really that journey of realizing context is key. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Context is key to everything. Context is king, really. Um, I was reading a book right now called Race for Profit. And it's about just how um, ghettos and government housing and like Section 8, the projects, all of that, how it started. Because I'm so curious. I'm like, why are a lot of like predominantly black neighborhoods in like section eight housing, the projects, all of that. And just reading the context, like, I mean, concrete facts, Mm -hmm. documents and the conversations people having and just understanding how it got to that place. I'm like, well, that makes sense. And that's horrible and we need to change it. And understanding racism, the system it's founded on, but other things like that, you know, the politics, the policies, And then perspectives too. I had a conversation with a friend, he's white and he grew up in Chicago and he was telling me how he was like the only white kid in his class and he got jumped by these group of black guys and how it was like really scary for him. Like he was genuinely afraid of black people because of his one poor experience that he had. And he was walking, gonna walk past a black person and he like genuinely like tensed up, like flinched. And he had a moment where he was like, that's not all black people, Mm -hmm. which is a really powerful moment to have. But he just had one of those moments like I can't label a whole people group off of my one experience. Mm -hmm. And that's when I came to the conclusion that I can't label a whole (laughs) group of people because I don't necessarily know people. Mm-hmm. I can call out what I know. I can say, hey, if you do this, this is racist. This is an act of racism. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't think you participating in an act of racism doesn't mean that you as a whole person, your heart is racist. Like Your heart is operating on a foundation of hatred. But I do think that you're participating in a racist structure or you're participating in this X, Y, and Z. And I think people have a hard time understanding that truth.
0: Having a husband, three brothers, and three nephews who are all incredibly active, it is impossible sometimes to find the right holiday gifts, which is why I am so stoked that I found the Legends brand, my new favorite men's athletic apparel brand based here in Los Angeles. The products are incredibly high quality with all of the performance features you would expect as an athlete, but style and comfort that makes for all day wear. I already ordered a bunch of pieces for Davide and he loves everything. The Luca short is incredibly lightweight and breathable and it's perfect for all the different activities he does. And the Hawthorne Tech hoodies are the softest addition to the wardrobe. I am stealing his all the time. Actually, speaking of the Hawthorne Tech hoodies, The joggers and the hoodies are the perfect gift and they won't break the bank. A lot of top athletic brands are charging a 100 or more for hoodies and sweats and the Legends hoodies and joggers are $75. Visit thelegendsbrand.com slash Pia and use the promo code PIA20 to get 20% off your next purchase. That's thelegendsbrand.com slash Pia and use promo code PIA20. Well, think about how people grow up. You grow up like, you know, unless you, you're an army brat or, you know, there's. it's very rare that a lot of kids grow up moving around a lot and moving to like different communities that are in different like socioeconomic contexts. So for the most part, we grow up knowing what we know. And it And then you watch movies that you watch with your peers and you listen to music that your peers listen to. And so just by way of nature, for the most part, a lot of us grow up in these little sheltered environments. And it isn't until you, you know, hopefully can move away or start to or make a friend that is like at school that maybe like comes from a different family. And you're like, oh, wait, like they have that for dinner. Like, Oh wait, like they believe in that? And it's like those little aha moments start happening and so that's why I also I'm like we all just have to be a little bit graceful sometimes because you know it takes a lot for a, a child no matter how good or bad their relationship is with their parents you automatically take on your parents' perspectives and so yeah. it really takes a lot for someone to like, that's like a big aha moment, you know, when the first moment you realize like maybe your parents are wrong, like it's shocking because you're like, that's supposed to be my protector, yes. so, you know. So it's like, we really have to put in a lot of work, and that's why, like, no, thank God with everything that's going on now, we all like, hey, like, I know I'm not gonna send my kid to a predominantly white school, I didn't go, I didn't, my elementary school was. I was one of the only white kids, but like I know that I want to make sure in the town that I'm living in that my kids go to school with like tons of different kids. That I, if I can, I'm going to send them away for summers or like give them jobs in different areas or like have them read different books. Like it's, you really need to make sure that you're putting in the work. And that's also something that I think people don't want to do. It's like if you want to be an educated person, if you want to be a scholar, you need to read up and you definitely need to read up on other people's fucking opinions because there's no way you can form your own without knowing both sides. Exactly.
1: And you know, it's so funny that you said that about your parents, but it's like, you know, you have that realization that your parents are also people. Mm, That's such a horrible moment. (laughs) I was talking to someone about that and I was like, well, because now I view my mom just like as my friend, and mm-hmm. less so much. Like, I mean, of course, she's my mom. I respect her. She's my parent, but we're more so friends now rather than a parental figure telling me what to do. Mm-hmm. And so, coming to the conclusion that like she doesn't like people or whatever, you know, just her, she likes things and has opinions. I'm like, oh my god, you're my mom. Like this, is weird. <laughs> like, I'm like, this is what it's like to be your friend. Like this is weird. But it, <laughs> If we pull that perspective to other people, you're like, oh gosh, you're just a human too. Mm-hmm. Like you're just a human that's been through things. And I think that's one of the craziest things I had. a, I get crazy DMs all the time. And I had this guy just totally come for me, just try and tear me to shreds. And I just love kind of that energy because that's not the energy I produce as a person. I'm
0: very yeah, you're so, so calm.
1: I'm like, let's talk about it, man. Like let's talk it out. So I was talking to him and he was like listing all these things. And I was like, dude, I totally agree. And I think you're crazy. Like, yeah. And that, I mean, that's what was so interesting was we agreed actually on everything except like one or two things. Mm-hmm. I was like, I think it's crazy. We I, we have the same... I think we believe the same thing. And he was like, yeah. Like, so like, <laughs> like oh, yeah. Like, he was like, yeah. I mean, hey, thanks for this conversation. Isn't that the best? Yeah. And I was just like, see, dude, like, I mean, this is not the reality for every person because honestly, it took humbling on my side, humbling on his side mm-hmm. to join together and have a productive conversation. But... I think for us to talk it through was really good. And I felt like, you know, I took away some from his perspective. He took away like some from me and now we can move forward as like two humans with peace. Mm -hmm. And I think there's, you know, just a lot of unsettling division right now. And I just don't, don't believe in division at all. I hate it. I, and you know, that's my problem. I'm a people pleaser. I love Mm to, just peace
0: on. So what is this like for you then being in this position? Like, what must it be like if you, like, do you go to bed seeing and hearing the things in your head that people are saying to you? Like, is this hard on you? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yeah,
1: it is. And it's
0: also hurtful too. It kind of creates a trauma. Oh, it's like, It's extremely, I have PTSD from being yeah. canceled two years ago. I have com- complete diagnosed, which I never talk about. And like had to like put in work through that. And you should be so very gentle and careful with yourself and make sure that you're working on your mental health through this because it's, yeah. there's no human that can take this much can can yeah. take internet hate and get through it. Unscathed. Yeah,
1: Exactly. And, you know, a lot of people just, I think anyone who has a platform, like you come to the realization that people, some people, not all people, but some people don't view you as the same. Like they think if you have a platform that you should also be able to accept their hatred, Mm -hmm. like you have the skin to take it. Or people always say like, I hate when people say that. Yeah. And I'm just like, what? What is that? Why? Why do I have to get tougher skin? Like, why can't we teach people to be kind instead Mm -hmm. of telling them like, okay, well, it's just going to happen. So just become tougher. What? No, no, that's stupid. That's literally the most crazy. That's the craziest thing I've ever heard of. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, it's harder to be kind to people. Mm -hmm. And that's what we should be teaching. The Mm -hmm. easy thing is to quote unquote, get tough skin. I don't even know how you do that. Like I genuinely yeah, don't. become like a sociopath where you don't feel yeah. feelings. Where you don't feel anything where you don't care. And I think caring and having feelings is one of the greatest things about being human. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm just like, no, I'm sorry. I can't take that path. I really can't. And that's why I'm just trying to promote, like, let's be kind to each other
0: because then you'll lose your empathy. And ultimately exactly. that is, I think the biggest issue right now is like, we're, taking zero time to be like empathetic towards one another. Yeah. Which is just extremely scary to me. I mean, it'll be very interesting to see where the next like five and 10 years go, but really like, what are you doing to make sure that you are practicing, you know, kind of taking care of your mental health. And then how often are you even engaging? Like, do you engage in mean comments? Do you delete people? Do you block people? Like, how do you kind of navigate through all of that? Um, Well,
1: so first thing I kind of measure is, okay, this comment section right now, is it helpful or hurtful? Mm -hmm. Are people having good dialogue right now or are people just trying to get airtime by Mm. being shocking? That's my biggest thing. I don't care. I don't, I don't, it's okay if you don't agree with me. Of course you won't. Like I post my opinions like sometimes. So I understand that people aren't, Gonna always agree with me, which is fine. But if you're starting to be harmful, you're starting to attack people, you're starting to say things that now this isn't even helpful discussion or constructive dialogue. It's just you trying to shock factor, get airtime, and be in a comment section and racking up likes from
0: like the hateful silent majority. No, no. I hate people. I'm like, you think that it's cool to silence anyone that's staking up for someone else and to just get troll culture behind you, like then you're I mean, the same as Trump. No, exactly. And I'll see people one time, this is the
1: first time I had a disabled my comment section, but this guy wrapped up in like a span of 30 minutes of me just refreshing my phone. And I'm sure like, you know, if you see someone comment like all over, like you just, you see it. And I was getting a ton of notifications at the time. So I was just like, okay, let me, who is this? I keep seeing this name, I keep seeing these crazy comments. Like, who is this person? Clicked on it. He literally racked up a hundred like 180 comments, like just going in on this post. And like some of these comments are getting like hundreds of likes. And I'm like, oh, they're just reading a novel at this point of hatred. Hell no. Yeah. And so I just like restricted his account because I'm like, you're not, you're just trying to hurt people. Yeah. And I'm like, so you can scream into the void all you want. And then I just disabled the comment section because I'm like, you guys are missing that there's a message behind Mm -hmm. this.
0: Well, it gets lost. So then you guys are over here having this own, your own thing. And you're like, that wasn't even the point of what I was saying. Yes, exactly.
1: I'm like, now even
0: people who are on the side that agree with me, I'm like...
1: Now you're just fighting people that don't care about your opinion. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, no, the message is what's important. So that's like the first thing that I measure. I'm like, no airtime for the trolls. Mm -hmm. And then the second thing is I also have to limit how much time I spend on social media. And that's Mm -hmm. because social media is my job, but it's also a form of entertainment as well. So it's kind of hard to know, okay, am I on it for fun? But now am I operating in work? And normal
0: people like, go to work from nine to five. I mean, like, yeah. so it's like, it can't just be 24 hours of your day.
1: Exactly. And when I first started, it was 24 hours of my day. Like I was not sleeping. I was constantly mm. trying to keep up with how crazy everything was. And there's definitely times for that. I think, you know, just sometimes like life is crazy, but now I've definitely been trying to just separate and give my sp- like, myself space and time and being like, okay, You've spent x amount of time staring at a screen or computer or whatever like now it's time to take care of yourself like go outside like there's mm-hmm. more than just social media, and I know that sounds really like okay, chill like <laughs> time, but sometimes work and social like it just gets all it becomes one it yeah, just absolutely it. and that's when my mental health starts to deplete, I think is when. Every world
0: starts colliding and there's no more boundaries, it's all just the same. Exactly. Yeah, well, boundaries are the most important. We have to remember, like, our phones are like a means to an end when it comes to work sometimes, and it can just be like the crazy thing is, is when you feel like the world is caving in on you on Instagram, like, if you just don't look at your phone, it like goes away. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> no, actually, and then you like go outside and you're like, oh my gosh ice cream, people. birds. Yes. No, that's how I feel. Sometimes I forget that there's a world outside that's living just because I get so caught up in work and things.
0: Mm -hmm. And by the way, like going outside and like talking to a neighbor who you've never talked to or like those things are so connecting and so much more beneficial. And it's so nice to feel like you're like a part of like, you know, remember that you're like a human being on this earth. Like at the end of the day, we're all just trying to survive.
1: Exactly. And I think, you know, it's just been amplified because of COVID. So absolutely. Yeah. So it's I'm always constantly trying to separate. I've been watching a lot of Disney Plus because <sighs> everything's so simple and easy. Like the themes are just so innocent. And I'm like, good. good. We
0: went through this on Sunday. My husband and I were trying to, he's like, let's watch your movie tonight. And I was like, absolutely. And he was like, let's watch Donny Brasco. And I was like, I'm emotional. Like this is a tough time. I cannot watch a war movie. Like, so I knew, and I was like, whatever, we settled on watching Sing. <laughs> no,
1: I'm not you. I'm like, all of it. Even The Lion King's like too intense. I'm like, sorry. I can't watch.
0: No, 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 no. And so I'm all literally. I cried like, during Sing. When yeah. the people, when the elephant gets shy and gets too scared to audition, I was like, "What if we have a little kid that's like that?" And then I think about all the kids in the world who like sit in class and like so shy, like they feel like they're not heard. Like I was like, "Oh, true."
1: true. <laughs> <laughs> I'll literally watch Hannah Montana like sunny <laughs> <laughs> easiest shows that are so like innocent and sweet and so happy I'm not the only one no I can't I genuinely can't or else I will become a horrible cynical person I just will I know it I feel it sometimes it comes out and I'm like okay that's not you chill
0: You need to do what I do, which is so helpful, but you have to wake up in the morning and before you look at your phone, before you do anything, when you take that first breath of air, you connect that breath to your heart and you connect your heart as like a light up to the fucking heaven. And you're like, I am part of one of, I'm like one of God's children. I am light. I am breathing in the light and I'm putting that light all around me as like a shield I can be calm and assertive and thoughtful with like everything I do today. And if anything comes at me, I'm like prepared and not reactive. It's a game changer.
1: That's so good. I just, you have to. My head. And I was like, that's powerful. No, but genuinely, you, yeah, you have to. I think, yes, setting up for me like those little boundaries, even before I'm, I mean, I definitely pivot to just being such a workaholic and stuff, mm-hmm. especially when just things are picking up or whatever. And I used to leave my computer at my nightstand. <laughs> and I would no. wake up, wake up <laughs> to 50 emails and all these text messages of things that I just didn't take on last night, wake up to them and feel instantly overwhelmed. No, 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 And then just start working from the bed. And I'm That's like, like a heart attack at 40. Yes. No, 100%. And I <laughs> am psycho. I would literally do that all the time. And then I wonder why my mental health was so bad, but it's things like that, that we do the hustle culture of society, which is so sad that praises things like that.
0: And I'm like, no, hell no. Absolutely. No, no. We can't be a part of a busy bragging culture either. No. Well, thank you so much for taking this time to talk to me. Yes, thank you so much for having me on. You are a joyous angel. Oh,
1: you're so good. Ah! What do your parents think about this? They like don't understand what's happening. My mom, <laughs> yeah, my parents, well, so my mom, I'm half Filipino, half black. And so my mom's like, okay, do you want to become a massage therapist? Like she genuinely doesn't understand. Like my sister's in nursing school and she's like, your sister's just going to be so successful. And I'm like, okay, thanks mom.
0: And then my you're like, dad, I have a podcast.
1: Yeah. My mom's like, what is pod? I'm like, okay, fine. <laughs> My dad's like, hey, are you happy, kid? Like, are you oh. like, he doesn't get it. Yeah. He's so
0: sweet. So God bless him, you know? Do they look at your, like, they don't, do they see what you're taking on?
1: Yeah. But they don't understand it. Like, they don't understand followers or anything like that. Like, they just genuinely don't. Besides, like, the celebrities of, TV, like television and like movies that's like it they they that's it
0: and I'm that's like, so cute good keep them that way they're pure they're like isn't it funny when your parents kind of become like babies
1: yeah <laughs> okay bye you, don't <laughs> I love you guys that's fun. <laughs> well where can people find you um you guys can follow me on instagram at dom roberts but instead of an e it's an x Mm-hmm. fun and edgy. And then you can follow <laughs> my podcast at the uncomfortable org. We also just post fun graphics there. And sometimes we do merge. So check it out.
0: Oh my God. I want a sweatshirt. Cheers. <laughs> so, Thank you, Dom. Yeah. Thank you. Have a good day. You too. And that ladies and gentlemen concludes this week's episode of everything is the best. I hope you enjoyed it. Please rate, review, subscribe, all that stuff. Maybe leave a comment. But remember, shitty comments are for shitty people. Go ahead and follow me on Instagram at Pia Barancini, And I hope you have a fabulous, fabulous rest of your day. Love you. Ciao.